try our best to just mind the Lord. Just had a few thoughts this morning on her heart, uh, and uh, pray to be a strength to you this morning. Uh, I don't know about anybody else. I mean, it's 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 been kind of felt like a spiritual battle all week this week. And then yesterday, it just felt like everything dove on. It's just everything it could. And uh, uh, but but what I'm thankful, I, we talked in Sunday school this morning though about uh, 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 Noah and when the Lord made a covenant between man there, and uh, He made an agreement with man, and He set His bow in the clouds that we could look to that. And every time it came a a rain or it came a storm, you could, you could look and you could see the promise of God. I won't destroy it. No more by water. And, 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 and we talked about that in class this morning and went, went over into John, uh, how that he said that, that when he went away, he wouldn't leave us comfortless, but that the comforter would come. And, and how that, uh, that, that it said that no, no man could take that away from us. Ain't you thankful? Uh, uh, I, I'll get into, and I'm going to be reading over in Second Chronicles to start with in the uh, 20th chapter. But but ain't you thankful? That's that's what we was talking about in Sunday school. Could you imagine Noah when he went through his storms and he seen clouds rising up, and he had that same fear that he knew that that what that that cloud could do, that he had seen the clouds, the rain, the wind, and and he saw those things destroy the world at one point. But when that came up, he could look to that and he could realize maybe there's a little fear would rise up in him because of that storm coming. But he could look up there and he saw that bow. He saw that promise and he realized, hey, I ain't got to worry about that cloud no more. I ain't got to worry about that raindrop no more. I ain't got to worry about that wind no more. There's the promise of God right there. It's set in the clouds. And he could look back to that token, that sign that God gave him of the agreement they had. And, and, and I thought what I was t- telling the class this morning about uh, that comforter that come to indwell in man. That that gives me my strength. That that gives me my encouragement. That hell can't touch me no more, Conley. That every time there's a storm and every time the devil says, this is it, I've got you. I've got you and I'm taking you down. Every time that comes at me, I've got a token of His promise that dwells on the inside of me that ain't a man can erase. They ain't nobody can take away from me. It's right there to say, the truth's still in you. God's promise is still sure. That's my encouragement today. That's, that's where when we go through the trials, the struggles and, and all these different storms, I've got a promise of God that hell ain't going to destroy me. The things that the devil can throw at me are not going to destroy me. While they, 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 they may hinder us and they may get in the way sometimes, but if we'll just look to the Lord, we'll get over it. We'll get over it and we'll come through these things. But, but I want to, want to read just over here. And, and this is familiar, I know, in the, in, in the 20th chapter of Second Chronicles. And I might read quite a bit to start out here, but you just pray uh, that, that, that we get out kind of what's on our heart this morning. Uh, but Second uh, Chronicles 20th chapter, it said, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee, from beyond the sea, on this side, Syria. And behold, they be in Hazan Teramar, which is in Engedi. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, and Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before, before the new court and said, O Lord God, our fathers, 
O Lord God, our fathers, are not, are not thou God in heaven? Bear with me just a minute. And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heaven? Of the heathen. And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwelt therein, and have built thee, have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If if when evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and, and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with, with their little ones, their wives, and their children, then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, thou king Jehoshaphat, Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go down against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Ain't you thankful tonight that he said in this next verse, he said, And the Levites of the children of Kohathites and the children of Korites stood up to praise the Lord of, of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose, rose early in the morning and went, went, went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established, believe as prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that's that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, 
which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. I, I want to stop right there maybe for just a little bit. I can't help it. I got to thinking about this, and I got to thinking about how a lot of times that we go through so many different things, and I realize in the day and hour we live in, a lot of what we see, and a lot of what's going on, the, the discouragements and the things of that nature, but, but I'm going to tell you something about Jehoshaphat. He got word from them Ammonites and them Moabites. He got word from them that they were going to come up against him. And he said, Lord, we ain't got the might. We ain't got the strength to fight them. And, and what are we going to do? They fell down and they went to seeking the Lord. They, you know, they went to looking unto God. They went to seeking where, where their help was truly coming from. I would to God today if that's what our church is. That our people, the children of God, you get to seeking the Lord. Get down on your face. Get turning unto the God of heaven. I know the old enemy's got a big mouth. I know it looks strong but I uphill battle it feels like sometimes. I don't care how discouraging it gets sometimes. You know what we wait on? We wait on to see the battle, the victory won. We wait to see things happen before we're ever going to rejoice. I'm going to have to see it happen. Like old Thomas, I'm going to have to see his hands. I'm going to have to thrust my hand in his side before I'm ever going to believe. I'm going to tell you something. You better get to rejoicing. You better get to thanking the Lord now. Because I'm going to tell you something. I ain't waiting on him to finish the battle and give me the victory. I've already got it. I've got the victory. I thought about as I went through this and studying all this and thinking about old Jehoshaphat. I went back to the Word of God and I got to thinking about the children of Israel. They're in Joshua's day. They come across Jordan. They headed over against that walled city over there. Old Jericho. It looked like it was no way, Isaac. Well, no way that they were going to come down. What was the sense in even fighting? What was the sense in even going? Why? Why did they go on? Why, when the Lord said march around it, why did they march? Them was walls that didn't go down. That was a people that was fortified on the inside of that place. These were 37 feet tall. These were big, thick, impenetrable walls. Why even try? Because they believed in the God that sent them over there. That's why they marched seven days. Don't let seven days, that's why they marched seven times. The Lord said, you come around through there. And he said, when, the, when I give the sound of the trumpet over there, he said, you let out a shout. 
Joy talks about them with the doing it. They were praising the Lord and shouting victory and singing praise before they ever come encounter with the enemy. And he said, Hearken ye all. Well, then it said up on the 14th verse, he said, Then upon Jehaziel, the, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benai, and the son of Jael, the son of Matnai, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. <laughs> he said, And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. And thou king of Jehoshaphat, listen, thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Why that order lifted off the weight off our shoulders? We think we've got to do this and we've got to do this and I'm suffering this and I'm suffering that. Hey, won't you just get the praise of the God of heaven and let Him do the fighting because the battle ain't yours anyway. <sighs> the battle ain't mine, buddy. You know what I'm doing? I'm going through this world and I'm more than a conqueror through Him. This battle's the Lord's. And the victory's His. You know what we get to do, our Levi? We get the benefits of the victory that we ain't got to fight. <laughs> He's already won it. You know what they done, Savannah? They stood up there and started praising the Lord. They worshiped the God of heaven. While they were worshiping, the Lord was a sitting down bushes down there further in. You know what we come to do this morning? Aubrey, I come to worship. Jay, I come to worship. And while we're here worshiping, hey, don't you look around and worry about who ain't here and what didn't happen and what you thought might take place. But you just get to worshiping. You get to glorify. 
her. God Almighty, I promise you, they command the bushman's getting set up uh, in our office lines. Uh, the old enemy of God, uh, the prince of this world. Uh, God, God. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you get to come down here and just worship. How did you come down here and fight today? That ain't what I come to church for. I come to worship. I come to glorify. I come to honor. I come to praise. I didn't come down here to struggle through another service. I come down here to watch. Tomorrow, go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook. Before the wilderness of Jero, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, set, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, be not dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. We ain't going alone in this, Cheryl. We're just going down and, and conquering through you. We're just like a little old roof walking around that around that field and just going picking up handfuls of purpose. That's all we're doing. No. We didn't we not gonna have to cut nothing down. We ain't gonna have to labor in the field over trying to overcome and get those things. All we're doing is walking around and picking them up. Just going by to pick it up handfuls of purpose that was laid there for us. Reasons to rejoice. Hey, something that we can thank God for. Oh man, we come up all them over there. Old servant of Elisha. Boy, he just went all to pieces. Old, sir, old Elisha said, Lord, just open his eyes for a minute. You know what I would to God if we get our eyes open? For just a second. Just a second. Get your eyes open. And quit looking at the enemy. And start looking at the hills. Start seeing the armies of God that's encamped around you, church of the living God. Start seeing, hey, there's already somebody there to fight the battle for you. You ain't got to go through it. You ain't got to suffer it. All you got to do is claim the victory. Or you can die in the wilderness and never receive the promise. That's what happened to a bunch of them over there. Joshua and Caleb got the inner end. The rest of them didn't believe God. He's able. I know that's what you said. Our, our Bible school is supposed to be on it. If God is able, do we really believe it? How do we go at our enemy then? Devil's on my back. I'm telling you, he's fought me all week. And he's done this. He's done that. Just give it to God. Just give it to God. I have to. I told you. Seems like yesterday, everybody in the world just seemed like just come at me. I was ill. I was hard to be around. Finally, I just give it to the Lord there last night. And I said, okay. It's yours. I'm sorry. I even tried to fight that battle. Let's <laughs> get her eyes on, on the one that's done more than this. 
Get our eyes fixed on the one that's already conquered our enemies. You want that servant of Elisha? When he's seen the arms of God, he's kept all around him, he's ready to get in the fight. He's ready to get in there. Hey, we ain't losing. We can't lose. More peace up, church. You ain't losing and you can't lose. You got the Lord. You're on the winning side of this. They went down there, Lisa. Every enemy they had was dead. Laying there. You know what they went they went down? Reaped from the spoils. More than they could even carry away. There was more benefits laying there and not a battle to be fought. We keep trusting the Lord. We're going to start. We're going to see some of these old things we thought was a problem with an enemy that's dead right in front of us. And you're going to get the real benefit off of it. What do you think that means, preacher? These lost people that fought so hard against you. That old pride, that old, that old inward, that old uh, outward man that's been fighting against this thing. You want to know something for you? You know what you're going to turn around and lay a dead dollar. You know what me and you's going to get to do? Boy, we're going to get to go down there off of that old dead thing. We're going to get a little bit of benefit off of that. And it's going to be more than, more than we can carry. Oh, you're going to get to go down there and you're going to see some precious jewels. You're going to see some great riches that'll come up off of something that's dead. That old heart that was hardened. That one that wasn't going to give up to God. That looked like a battle that was impossible. You're going to see it die right in front of you. And you're going to get to reap some benefits. The partake of the spoils. John, this is another word familiar. Over John, sixteenth chapter, twenty-ninth verse. He said, "His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly, and speakest no proverb. Now are we sure that thou knowest all things, and needest not that any man should ask thee. But this we believe." That thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered and answered them, Do ye now believe? Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone, and yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you. That in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Are you of good cheer this morning? Are you of good cheer? What is what is that, preacher? Well, here's the definition of what, according to what uh, Webster says, what cheer is. To cause to rejoice. Are you of good cheer? Well, we can rejoice in a whole lot of things. I'll just be honest with you. You can rejoice in a touchdown. You can rejoice in a big fish. You can rejoice in a big old deer. You can rejoice in a field goal. You can rejoice in a lot of things. You can cheer for a lot of things. But are you of good cheer? We can be in good cheer. In this world, we've got tribulation. I'm just here to let you in on that. We've got trouble. But in the midst of it, we can be of good cheer. You know what he told Joshua over there when they were going up against Jericho? Be of good courage. Are you of good courage? 
What's courage, preacher? The quality of mind which enables men to encounter danger and difficulties with firmness. Now tell me, are you rejoicing? And are you encountering the dangers and the things that's coming against you with firmness? Are you of a good courage? Are you of good cheer? You know why Joshua was able to rise up early in the morning? You know why Jehoshaphat and them people could stand up on that on that place over there where God said to stand and see salvation of the Lord? Why they could see? Why Joshua didn't march around Jericho and shout because they was of a good courage? They was of good cheer because they already knew that the battle and the enemy was already overcome. Half a time we don't see that our enemy's already been overcome. That it's been conquered. That we're not fighting this battle. The battle's not ours, it's his. And we won't even have to fight in it. We're afraid, we're dismayed. What did he tell us not to be? Not to be afraid, not to be dismayed, but to be of good courage. Go over and told Joshua the same thing. Not to be afraid, not to be dismayed. Be a bit courage. What has he told us to be? Not afraid. Not dismayed. Of a good courage. Of good cheer. Why? He didn't say, I'm going to, did he? He didn't come down there and say, I'm going to overcome that. You ever really read that? He didn't say, I'm getting ready to overcome that. He hadn't even went from the cross yet. But you know what he said? I have overcome it. Be a good cheer. In the world, you have tribulation. In me, you have peace. Not in me, you're going to have it. In me, you have peace. Be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. Our battle's won, church. We're just claiming victories. We should be of good team. We should be of good courage. We're enabled through Him. Based on a battle that's not going to get brought down and it ain't already been brought down. If we just claim it, what Joshua and Caleb, what are we doing? We're well able. Go down there and get what's ours. said it's too big. It's unsurmountable. Let me tell you, church, look at the promises of God and claim them. They're yours and they're mine through Him. Be of a good courage. Be of good cheer. He's already overcome. I've got all kinds of definitions for it. What is overcoming? To conquer to subdue, to be victorious. Are you conquering? Are you overcoming? Are you victorious? I'm going to tell you what, if you're saved, you ain't got no reason not to be. You ain't got no reason not to be. We can stand and rejoice and sing praises unto God. Let the shout out. Children of Israel, let the shout out. Baby. You know what happened? The walls fell down. Over there on Jericho. The walls fell down. Holy, the walls didn't fall until they shouted. You understand me? The walls didn't fall until they shouted. Well, I'm going to scream, preacher. I'm going to scream. I ain't just home about screaming and shouting. I'm home about claiming. You know what they done? The Lord said the trumpet's going to sound and you let out a shout. You know what? When God's answered your prayer, when God says that you're going you're to see come to pass what I promised you, let you shout out right then. 
When you hear the trumpet of God say, I heard your prayer and I'm getting ready to give it to you. Let you shout out. You know what it took for the walls to fall? Belief in the God that promised you. You know what it's going to take to see our, 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 our things overcome in this world? Believe that He's already conquered. Believe that He's already gave it to you. Well, baby, I'm going to have to see this happen. I'm going to have to see this. Guess what? You ain't going to get no victory. You ain't going to get no victory. You've got to believe it. The further I go, the more the Lord strengthens me in that. The things He's promised me down through the years. And I told you, I could just keep numbering them. The things God said to me, you know, that will happen. And then put the pass. Some of it after 30 years. But it's only happy. Some of it over a matter of a couple of years. So you happen. I'm going to keep trusting God. Dude. I'm going to keep shouting His name. I'm going to keep praising Him. I'm going to keep coming to church to worship Him. <laughs> you know what? It should have been a real sad statement that I gave them three teenage uh, 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 young adults that were sitting in that class this morning. But you know what I had to tell them? One of these days, you might be the only three in this church. Mm-hmm. I said that. And it really should have been, it should have just, it does. It, it hurts me to say that. But you want to know what else? It was also felt good to encourage them to let them know. Mm-hmm. You won't be alone. There's a God in heaven, ain't you? That if you're some of the lights that's sitting on the pews in this building, as a God in heaven, it's already overcome and will keep overcoming in your life. Though all the world beside you looks and says that going down out of that church ain't worth it no more. Worshiping that God you're worshiping ain't, ain't worth it no more. I don't care what the world says. Joshua and Caleb didn't care that everybody around them said it wasn't worth it and they couldn't happen. They stayed with it. We're overcomers, church. Through Him, we're more than conquerors. But I'm going to tell you what, you ain't conquering nothing. You ain't overcoming nothing. You ain't got no victory without faith. Without belief. Yes, God's able. Yes, everything's possible through Him. That's the key to you getting to enjoy that life. Faith. The substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. They hadn't seen no walls fall until they shouted. Yeah, the Hossaphat and Judah hadn't seen their enemies, Moab and Ammon, fall until they started singing and praising God because He promised them. They didn't see it. Old servant of, of Elisha over there couldn't couldn't, couldn't be happy until he's seen the armies of God that was already going to destroy his enemy. You know what? Me and you'll come in here on fireplace every service and you will see what God has done. We'll leave and this and this and and we'll just be all blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, this I do it here in the church, and I just sit there. I don't know, man. I, I know. I'm telling you. I think for you, Jesus. And I'm going to come. And I'm going to keep coming back. And I'm going to keep waiting until they're here. And I'm going to keep trusting. I woke up this morning, and I'll just be honest. Here's my heart, and it ain't changed, Linda. You know what, I came in here and I thought, we're going to see the biggest number of people out this morning. And the lost people we've been praying for are going to be sitting in them pews. And I'm going to see some people coming up out of an altar. And I'm going to see them giving their life to the Lord. I'm going to see people coming back to the Lord. And you want to know something? They ain't none of them sitting here. But you know what, it's alright. I come to worship and I'm still trusting God. And it's still going to happen. And I'm going to keep believing 
because of who I'm serving. I'm going to keep going to this little man sitting out there in the Jeep right now when we come in here. I'm going to keep believing that. He's sitting in the parking lot right outside the church. And before this service is over, Savannah, he might be through the doors. I don't know, preacher. There's your problem. You don't know. I know in whom I believe. <laughs> I trust him. I'm persuaded. Yes, I do. <laughs> you also say, trust in the Lord enough to say, let's just worship a little while. Let's praise God. Ammonites, Moabites. We sought the Lord, and the Lord said, He's going to take care of them. Let's just worship. Let's just praise Him a little while. You know what? We come down here half the time. Prove it, Lord. Amen. Prove it, Lord. He's already proved it. Yes, he has. He's already conquered. I have overcome the Lord. He's already got the victory. He ain't going to prove nothing to him. You know what we got to do? Believe. That he's a rewarder. That he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And believe. Our faith is made up of belief. It's the substance of things hoped for, and it's evidence of things not seen. The children of Israel already knew the walls was going to fall when they minded God. They had to get to that place. They had to trust God. You listen to this over here in First John. Whosoever, it's in fifth chapter. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And even one that loveth Him, that beget loveth Him also, that is begotten of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not grievous. Listen. For whatsoever of God for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. You want to know why we ain't overcoming? We don't say like we're overcoming no more. We ain't got enough faith to believe in His promises. We look and we think, well, the world's already defeated the church. The world's already to the rain. Look at all of this stuff that's going on in us. Oh, I'm so sick of gloom and doom and well, we're just looking and getting, getting, getting worse and worse. I, I, want, I want the church to see the promise of God, of Jesus Christ, the one that came, right? gave his life, walked a sinful life here in this world, and gave his life that we've got hope if we believe to overcome this world. To be conquerors and victorious in this world. We're not defeated. The church has never been defeated. You've got to get your eyes open. I've got to get my eyes open. And I've got to look into the hills and what's coming from my help. My help coming from the Lord. You've got your eyes down there in the valley. And you're seeing all the battle and all the ones are coming at you. Maybe me and Jake doesn't matter. Might pick me up me and you out and me and Jake. He's talking about David when he went out into battle over there. He come up against he come, uh, 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 against Goliath. You know, all of Israel was backed up. All of Israel was hiding. This big old giant with a big mouth. Boy, you man, boy. Yeah. He sure was. You know what? David didn't go out there 
And he didn't whoop him as a ruddy little boy. You know how they whooped him? In the name of the Lord. You know what? He never even had to touch him. Him, he was way back here. And he sent a stone to draw him out. But you want to know what happened after he's brought down? You know what David got to do? He got to play him bigger. He took a big old giant sword. And he took his head off. He got to play him bigger. For a fight, he didn't even have to fight. All he had to do was run for it. All he had to do was trust God. And then he got to talk to him. He believed about that, but but you think about those armies that was on the side. They were scared and they were backed up. Every time every time Goliath would go to send me out your best. Come on, where are you at? Every time. Well they just trained back there and hide in the place. It took a man with the anointed God. You know what happened over there with Jehoshaphat? There was a man that the Spirit of God on him. He stood up in the midst of him and told the truth. You know what he did? He hurt your heart. You want to know what happened with David? He came out there, and when he got his, himself in the battle, when he went towards the giant, when they saw God brought a victory, you know who else jumped in the battle? All men. The armies of God got in the battle. It's about time that individually we start running towards Goliath. It's about time that we start claiming the victory of God that He's already overcome all of our enemies and that we're just going through a picking up the spoils. There's some of us been in this way long enough to know that. Than to be sitting there. Hey, some of us have took off the head of the life a few times in our lives. There come a day when David had to go back down there and he got to eat the show bread and he said, If you got any sword, anything in here weapon wise that I could have, there's the sword of Goliath down here at the house of God that you took his head off with. There come a time in his life when he had to pick that sword back up and realize. That he was going to get the lots more victories in the name of the Lord. You want to know something, church? It's about time to get the sword back there. It's about time that I got the sword back there. And it's about time that we started realizing that we're all this, it's already been overcome. Get the rejoicing. Get the thanking Lord for what he's already done. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? If we believe that, then keep your faith. Keep trusting. One of these days, if these youngins is the last three in this church, Put your trust in it. Put your hope in it. Believe that he's already overcome. Just like he did in our forefathers' day, just like he's doing in our day. You think you think the devil's backing the Lord up right now? No, he ain't. No, he ain't. You know what he's doing? He's taking hold on men that won't believe. Men that won't. Turn it over to God. Women won't turn it over to God. He's going through it. He's taking hold on their lives. And they're believing in His life. Instead of believing in truth, that is Jesus Christ. We talked about it before church, some of us did, of, of this world today, how that they're turning everything over to man's own thoughts, their own intent. They're teaching our children, be what you want to be, do what you want to do, change your bodies, love who you want to love, do all, they're teaching them these things from a child up. And you know what? We're standing back and letting it happen. 
You turn a man under his own devices and his own mind and tell him whatever he wants to do is all right. You know what you're creating? A miserable person. Because once he puts all his trust, all his mind into believing in himself, he's going to let himself down. He's going to realize, I've messed my life up. Look where I've got me to. Now what? If you put your life in Jesus, He's already on the panel. What do we do here today? Now we got Jesus. Well, they kicked us out of the school, didn't it? I'll tell you this. If the Lord lays it on your heart, go preach, son. In love. We need to kick down no word. And that word gets carried in there every day by the one that goes out of this church. These children stand in our school. We stand on our jobs. And it's up to us to be the difference and believe God. And trust me. Well, I don't want my children to have to go through this. I've got news for you. They're going to have to. i got news for you. You ain't going to change what's going on in the world. But you can send them into this with Jesus. You can send them into this realizing that they've got one with them. If they're saved, it's already overcome everything we're going to face. They could have the same uh, 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 influence that the three Hebrew children that Daniel had. They could have this same influences that all of these through the Word of God had. The Jeremiah's, Ezekiel's, Isaiah's, all of these. They're going to have to trust in the same one. And they're going to have to believe in Him. And to have the victory, it's going to come through faith. Coaches Wednesday night. We gotta just get back to preaching and teaching Jesus. The overcomer, the conqueror, the one that brings victory. There's victory in nothing else. There's no victory in my kingdom. There's no victory in anything else. That's what the Lord gives us.